everybody. Happy New Year. 2020 is going to be gone tonight. It's Blake and Ian here on the Betting 11. What's going on, guys? Happy New Year's. And, God, you know, 2020 has not been the best year. So get all those hashtags out on Twitter tonight. You know, worst year ever. Hashtag locked up at home. Hashtag COVID idiots. Hashtag go <laughs> fuck yourself. Hashtag it can't, it can't get any worse. Hashtag it can always get worse, you know. Oh, it sure can, yes. man. I want to give 2020 <laughs> a swift kick in the balls on the way out. Fuck 2020. Oh, yeah. But, you, know, you know, Ian I, and I are even, we're drinking early to it, for sure. Yeah, we put it up on Twitter. Yeah, we're recording this pod. It's about uh, 4.45 Eastern. We're just starting to kind of get ready for the new year celebrations and everything. And what do you guys got going on, Blake? Yeah, we got uh, family coming over, small group, just uh, my wife's parents and then my wife's brother, and we're going to throw a bunch of kids in the basement and lock the door, and they're going to make a fort and stay down there all night while we drink and play some board games, man. Nothing crazy. Nice. How nice. about you? Uh, yeah, you know, Stephanie, uh, the wife, actually was exposed at work to a coworker who tested positive for COVID. So we are staying at home and, you know, just kind of relaxing and chilling out just to play it safe instead of being around my family and everything, which we would love to do. But we got a nice little filet mignon steak and some king crab lobster that we'll be uh, firing up here in a little bit. Sounds delicious. Make Mm -hmm. sure you guys don't take any more pictures at home. You might get your computer stolen again. What's up with that? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't know, man. I I mean, maybe the FBI has my laptop. Maybe that's why I haven't heard back from them. But, you know, (laughs) I, I tried calling them yesterday. No no return call or anything they've either taken it and sold the parts or you know it's like biden's laptop to where they've like mailed it across the country to the fbi for whatever they got on there (laughs) oh man i'll tell you those stoners they really know how to do something to you (laughs) yeah i'm hopefully it's just because it's the holidays and everything and you know they're only open three days a week or something so we'll see i don't know yeah i I mean keep hoping (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, the laptop's fucked anyways. It's not going to be working. So it's, I guess it's not that big a deal. But, right. Yeah. So saying that, let's get into uh, an understanding of what we're going to be doing from here on out. We're going to give you all on the website a formation of how our bets are to look. You know, we're the betting 11 and we want to give you the starting 11 as far as wagers are concerned for us. We'll show you how risk level is associated with the wager that we're making. And then we'll take it a little bit easier on the pod. We'll try to get through it a little bit faster for your listening enjoyment instead of rambling off a whole bunch of bullshit like we usually do. We're going to streamline it and get through it. So speaking of that, we'll go to Manchester United hosting Aston Villa. Ian. Yeah, so we got United just in absolutely fire form against Villa, who are also in really good form. And Villa, I believe they're only two or three points off of second place. So if they can somehow upset United here, it would be massive towards their hopes at potentially finishing the top four. I don't think they've got the squad to, to really make a run at the top four at the end of the day. But, you know, the longer you can give the fans hope, the better, especially in a year that we've had. But United are looking to equal Liverpool on points if they win this game. Uh, Manchester are starting to get points at home where earlier in the season they were kind of struggling. Their last four games at home, they're unbeaten. And Villa are unbeaten uh, across five matches with a clean sheet in four of those five matches. What I think we're going to look at is a little bit, not quite a flyer, but pretty good odds. 
Aston Villa or draw. I really, after Villa's performance against Chelsea, maybe Chelsea's lackluster performance, but you got to give Villa credit there to battle back and, and equalize 1-1. Yeah, you know, I see Aston Villa with 14 matches played and everybody above them, Everton with 15, Leicester with 16, Manchester with 15, Liverpool with 16. So they're sitting on 14 matches played at 26 points. This is a huge, huge opportunity for them to break into the Champions League spots in the EPL. Yeah, and they've they've got that game or games in hand from the very start of the season where they didn't start right away because I think they were actually supposed to open with this very game, United, but because United had played uh, so much in the spring, they got the mandatory 30-day break, which gave them a bye for the first week. But yeah, I think Villa or draw is a great little fade towards United here. United have done a great run of form, but you know they're kind of they're 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 not top quality. I don't think they're top quality. So if you want to risk it here and kind of go against the grain, this is a great spot to do that, I think. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, you know, that's Friday at 3 p.m. Eastern. Moving on to Saturday at uh, 7.30 in the morning, Tottenham are playing host to Leeds United. Leeds are scoring a lot of goals lately, including every away match this season in the EPL. Their nine of the last 11 competitive matches have produced over two and a half goals involving Tottenham last three away games have produced over three and a half golds. And we know that Leeds don't fare well against the top table teams. So I'm not going to pick a, a number that gives us uh, something that has to do with the Leeds result. I think we're going to pick a number that's a little bit riskier, but it shows that goals are being scored in this matchup and shows that goals are being scored by Leeds in their away games. Like we said, the last three away games by Leeds have produced over 3.5 goals. So what I'm going to go for here is uh over three and a half goals at plus one zero eight. Get you some plus money back there on the Tottenham hosting Leeds game. Yeah. And, you know, I, I'm a little hesitant to pick a side there either because Spurs and Leeds, Spurs have really kind of hurt us lately, not playing that well. And Leeds, you never know what they're going to get against which side, how the teams are playing against. They're going to react to that press. Spurs, I kind of see as uh, similar to United. They're really good at the counter there. So if we see another 5-2 there, that over three and a half is going to be money. And I'm seeing a hot stat online here. Mourinho has won all four of his previous managerial head-to-heads against Bielsa with a margin of three-plus goals. So you definitely can see some goals being scored here. Over three and a half is where we sit. Uh, Bale probably out of this match. Lacelso out for Tottenham on their side, which means Song and Kane are going to get their shots up top. You're not going to see a secondary lineup in. It, it looks like uh, Bamford's in the match here, and he, he's another uh, contender to net the first goal of the match and in the opening game for Leeds. He's done that in each of his last six Premier League goal-scoring outings. So, Yeah, and, you know, as much as I'd like to see Bielsa pull one over on the pompous one is which what I'm going to call Mourinho, I, <laughs> I, I don't know if Leeds will be able to do that there. I think Spurs will probably get it. Yeah, and, and speaking of getting it, Sheffield United continues to get it in the ass. <laughs> I mean, they get the swift boot by every team they see this year. And, Ian, I think you even mentioned to me, like, you're starting to maybe feel bad. You don't want to see, like, the demoralization of an entire community, of an entire club. We saw Sunderland on the documentary, what it does to the community when teams lose the way that they're losing. And it's just not nice. Yeah, and, you know, like, I, I say I'm starting to feel bad, but our buddy AJ – 
you know, he, I, I was like, I guarantee you blades are going down. And he's like, all right, if you're that confident then give me plus 1000 odds. I was like, okay, maybe I don't feel that bad yet. Cause I don't think I'm quite willing to do that, <laughs> but it, it's getting there. You know, they're, I think they're nine or 11 points out of the, the drop right now, which that's not for as bad as they've had results. They even, they haven't even played horrible. They've just been in a really bad run of results. 11 points isn't that many to catch up to another team that's obviously going to be struggling in the fight for the relegation. Right, like the Brightons and the Burnleys of the world. I totally agree mm-hmm. with you. And, you know, considering who they're playing this week, Crystal Palace have lost four of eight matches since the international break. You know, although they came through with a big result in their last match, uh, that's not consistent. They don't keep clean sheets at home. They've conceded in every uh, home game since November 7th. And the last head-to-head here saw the Blades win uh, one to nil. So you can expect them to have some hope coming into the game, a little bit extra fire in their belly. Yeah, this is definitely a spot where blades are going to be looking to get a point or more here. They, they'll be really disappointed if they come out of this with zero points again, but that is the trend that they're on right now. They've only got two, two points in the entire league, which is, is really hard to believe. I know they've had a tough run of games, uh, you know, but at the end of the day, you, you got to get some points. Otherwise, see you later. Yeah, and as bad as Crystal Palace have been, I think we still favor them to win this match here. The money line sits at, depending where you look at it, minus 103 to plus 100. So e- almost even money anywhere you take a look at it. And and that's where we're going, Crystal Palace money line. Yeah, and our hashtag is always fade the blade. So you can't not do that now. <laughs> you got to ride that. <laughs> yeah, we're not giving that up. Yeah, and then moving over to Germany. The Germans! Yeah, the Germans, you like us? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Um, 9.30 kickoff, we've got Werder Bremen and American Josh Sargent going up against Union Berlin, who have definitely been punching above their, their fighting weight here, doing really well in the Bundesliga so far. Union Berlin are averaging... I believe there's been over three goals per game in their game so far this year. And eight of their 27 goals have come before the 20th minute, which that's, you know, that's almost every game there's been, because I think they've played like 12 or 13 games. So they're scoring goals early and often. And if we look at Werder Bremen, they've scored in all of their home matches this season. So it, it could be a spot here where Werder Bremen look to take some points but I, I really think we're going to back Union Berlin here on the money line at plus 145, which to me sounds like easy money. I, I don't know. It does. You know, after we saw how Union Berlin play against Bayern, play against Stuttgart, they've shown some some pretty healthy resolve and drive. I mean, their last five matches is win, draw, draw, loss, draw. They do pretty well. And that, that loss was, you know, not even really a loss. They were in that match the entire time uh, against Hertha. It just was one of those weird things that happened. Uh, you know, red card early and then see you later. Hertha scores a couple goals in the red card. I believe one guy for Hertha, Platek had two goals late in the game, 74th and 77th minute. And, and you see Union fall. That's what a red card does to teams. I mean, and that's another thing. Don't forget, we always talk about that. If you're watching the game and you see a red card and it's earlier in the match, don't forget to take a look at the odds and see if you can't score yourself some free money. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, I, I think we're going to move on there. We're looking at Armenia Bielefeld. Is that how you say it? Yeah, that's perfect. 
<laughs> okay, Armenia Bielefeld um, <laughs> against Borussia just as good Mönchengladbach. as my Valladolid or Valladolid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, pardon us on the pronunciations if we get them wrong. Oh but, man, uh, they're they're taking on Borussia Mönchengladbach. Nine thirty kickoff there as well, and we're looking at Bielefeld have only scored nine goals all season out of their thirteen league games. Gladbach should be served well with the 10 days off that the Bundesliga have, have given their teams here for their kind of shortened winter break from what they would normally have. But before this, they had played 10 games in 31 days. So, you know, that's Whew. one game every three games. That, that That's just, that's crazy. But uh, Gladbach have only lost two games away from home in league play this year. And, you know, because of that, we're going to look for Gladbach minus one on the Asian handicap at minus 105. Pretty much even money. You get your money back if if they just win by one, which to me seems like a pretty good shout against a team that's most likely going to end up being relegated. Yeah, you, you look for those top bottom matchups and then you look at where can I get some even money? And I think that's a great play right there. We, we always talk about in the German league, we're going to fade somebody like the Blades. And when we look at Schalke, poor Schalke is having... One of their worst seasons ever. That's actually not an understatement. They're having their worst start to a Bundesliga campaign ever. So looking at always fading the Schalke people over there, I, I feel bad for that community too. I mean, we're talking about different places to feel sorry for. They're the blades of the Bundesliga, although AJ doesn't have the same affinity for these guys. Uh, he hasn't yeah. quite made that plus 1,000 bet to me yet. And I mean, isn't blades translated into German Schalke is that is that right Blake or is that <laughs> Schalke is, is that blades a... yeah <laughs> I'm not sure if that translates right but well you know what translates is their crazy 3.83 goals per Bundesliga away game conceded that is insane number to give away in a game I mean almost four goals a game I feel like we're stealing with the uh, pick we're going to make here at over two and a half goals in this game at minus 125 that trend has endured the entire season it's not just an anomaly even when they are looking like they're down they might be scoring kind of like hurt the Berlin we just mentioned was they look like they were down and out against Union after they scored the early goal and they come back with three after the red card so bad teams can score bad teams also give up a ton of goals as we see here yeah, and if you're looking at most times looking at over two and a half, the the line there is going to be minus one sixty, minus one eighty. So to get it minus one twenty five, I think that's a really good, really good value. Yeah, and, and you know, continuing on Saturday here, we've got uh, two thirty Eastern kickoff. We see Stuttgart playing host to Red Bull Leipzig, and both these teams are looking to get into the title contention. Of course, we've talked about that before. Stuttgart just sitting outside of the European qualifications for the Bundesliga and Leipzig well into it, although 10 points do separate them. Uh, Red Bull have won their last three out of four head-to-head in this matchup. Stuttgart are winless at home. However, six of the Stuttgart's last seven Bundesliga games have produced at least three goals. So you can see a lot of goals scored and they're winless at home, which leads Ian and I to believe both to score and Red Bull Leipzig to win. And you should get some pretty good odds on that. Yeah, I think, Blake, you were saying that was, if I'm not mistaken, plus 200 for both the score and Red Bull Leipzig result, which... You are, you know, you are not mistaken. Yeah, that that's crazy, crazy good odds right there. And moving over to La Liga, we've got Real Betis, which, you know, how could we not include a team that has bet in their team name when we're... Betis the money! <laughs> Betis! <laughs> 
Yes. Um, but uh, Real Betis are taking on Sevilla. And Sevilla have been in just great form lately. They're unbeaten in their last six with only one of those being a draw. They've won the three, the last three matches against Betis. And Sevilla have only given up two goals in those uh, previous six games this year with four of them being shutouts. So they're just, you know, killing it right now. Betis have only won two of their last five league games. And those were just against Cadiz and last place Osasuna. So nothing to write home about. And because of that Oregon against Sevilla, money line is pretty much even money minus 103. If you really want to get crazy with it and just fire something off Sevilla and both to score as a no, so Sevilla to win via shutout would be plus 230. So Sevilla I mean, money that's, line team. That's yeah, great. You know, Sevilla have only given up two goals in their last six. That's a great bet, man. I mean, you go talk about going with current trends. Yeah, yeah. And I think that would that'd probably be one of the riskier bets that we go with. Sevilla money line, if you want to kind of pull off the throttle a little bit and go with that. But with all those shutouts that Sevilla have got and they've got the rest um, from from the little short break here, I, I think that, that could be a really good look. Yeah, what do we got Sunday in with the Italians? Yeah, so we're moving over to Italy. We've got Sunday at nine o'clock, Cagliari taking on Napoli. Napoli are four and one in their last five against Cagliari. Napoli have just like Gladbach played 10 games in the last 31 days before they got this shortened break here in Italy. So this should do Napoli some good. And Cagliari haven't won in the league since November 7th against Sampdoria. So after all that, we're looking at Napoli minus one. Asian handicap is minus 130. It's not the best odds for a team that doesn't, you know, normally beat teams by a lot. But Napoli will win this one. And, you know, if they are rested and healthy, you could see this being a two or three goal game. Yeah, totally agree with that, 100%. And then I think you're moving on to Bienvenuto hosting AC Milan. <laughs> yeah, we've got one more game in Italy that we're looking at at 12 o'clock kickoff, 12 Eastern. We've got uh, Benevento against AC Milan. I like Bienvenuto better, though. That's I mean, that, like I said, I can't pronounce anything. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, AC Milan are still unbeaten in the league, and the, the rest period that they've had here is only going to help them with some of the injuries they've got at the back. I still don't think it's a lot of times back, but they, you know, they, they haven't had trouble scoring goals. It's been trouble keeping goals out, which if, if they get some guys back will definitely help. But I think we're still, we're going to look uh, at a line here of a Milan minus one on the Asian handicap at plus 100, which is really good odds for a team playing you know, against the middling side in Benevento. Or, again, if you want to get risky here, over three and a half goals plus 144. That's not a bad shout either. Benevento went into the break having won two straight and were unbeaten in their last three. But, again, they, it wasn't really against anybody special. Uh, you you got to love Milan here um, and possibly a two or three goal game. And like we've talked about in the past, Milan have – definitely been able to score without Zlatan in there, which is, you know, you wouldn't think that that was the possibility, but we've seen that happen. I mean. Yeah. And Milan have, I wouldn't say struggled, but maybe underperformed against some sides that you would think that they should have beaten. So if you want to go with over three and a half, as opposed to Milan winning by, by more than one goal, 
you know, that, that might not be a bad idea, but, you know, Milan, they tied Genoa two to two. They only beat Sassuolo two to one. I know Sassuolo is having a really good season right now. They're in third place overall. They only beat uh, Sampdoria two one. So late and those are all their last four or five games. It could be a sign of fatigue for Milan. Uh, they're one of those teams as well that have played 10 games in the past 31 days being in all these different competitions. So you really, uh, it's going to be interesting to see how everybody comes out of this break and into the new year. Did everybody go out and party tonight? <laughs> you know, did they, did they have too, right. too many bevies, but you know, we'll see. I think we got one more game that we're looking at, right? Blake? Yeah. I think Italy's always a party, but we'll go back to Germany <laughs> where we know that they drink beer, right? And we got Dortmund hosting Wolfsburg. I couldn't tell you yet if I seen any news about Holland playing in this matchup, but if he does, or if he does, then you can expect Dortmund to have a few goals back in, in their side. However, to me, I'm, I'm not seeing any injury information about him. So it looks like he's going to play this weekend. Have you seen anything else? Uh, the latest thing I saw is they don't quite expect him to be back, but to full health. So I don't think he'll start. I think he'll be available off the bench. But if you yeah. do see him start, you might want to kind of change your mind here. But I don't know, like Wolfsburg have been just giant killers this year. They've been playing awesome. Yeah, they only have one loss in the league this year, and it was to Bayern, my team. Yeah. And it was actually not even uh, a goal that, that happened in the middle of the match. It was like the 90 plus three, right? Like Lewandowski just ripped their heart out and scored real late in the match, two to one, right? Yeah, it was a Lewandowski uh, double that, that did him in, so... Ooh. take him off the pitch and then they would end up beating him. Yeah. So I think this is a great spot for Wolfsburg to pull the upset. Honestly, even if Holland does get in the game, like you're saying, he's probably not at hundred percent match fitness. Uh, even though Dortmund have beat Wolfsburg in four straight games, going back to 2018, this is a different Dortmund team, which we have mentioned in the past. They're not as successful and they won't have their top player in top form. So I think Ian and I are back in Wolfsburg or the draw at plus plus one fifty. Wolfsburg or draw plus plus one fifty. That's probably for me, my favorite bet of the weekend. I think that's not actually an aggressive bet. I think that's relatively conservative considering Wolfsburg record. Only one loss this in the league this year and it was to Bayern. So they're doing pretty well at staying in every match and I'm going to go with that. Wolfsburger draw plus 150. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. You know, and as as great of odds as those are, it doesn't feel like that risky of a bet to me. You know, um, and, and if you if you wake up if you want to wait to bet that until later, go ahead. I would go ahead and just fire that off as soon as you hear this pod because it seems like really good odds. It might only get worse from here. But if you do wait until, you know, we see the starting lineups and everything, if you want to look at both teams to score, that's probably a shoe in if Holland's in. It's minus 165. So not not great odds, but that, that's pretty much guaranteed money. I, I don't see both teams not scoring if Holland's on the field. Right, and what have you and I seen in the past where teams like AS Roma, they're ahead of somebody in the standings and they're playing against a team that's below them and they're getting great odds? It doesn't make sense to us in that regard. Wolfsburg, in this case, are on 24 points. Dortmund are on 22 points on the outside of the UCL spot looking in. So why not take the opportunity of Wolfsburg or draw at plus 150? They're the better team at the moment. They have more points at the moment. You know, they have less goals conceded at the moment. So it, it looks like it's a pretty good play for me. You know, kind of wrapping up there, we've got, there's so many games this weekend. We've got the EPL is still in action. We've got La Liga still in action. And we've got Bundesliga and Serie A all returning. So there's just games after games after games that are all be starting tomorrow. 
pretty much whenever you wake up with that massive hangover from uh, from celebrating <laughs> New Year's. Yeah, don't forget to pre-plan your weekend. I know this is something silly to say always, but if you're going to be having some drinks tonight and then you're going to wake up in the morning and wish you had made your bets, do it a little bit earlier. Pre-plan your TV schedule so you can understand what matches are important to you based on what bets you've been doing. And that way it'll be a little bit easier across the weekend. I mean, Italy playing all these games on Sunday. Uh, you know, what, let me count them out for you. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. 10 games on Sunday. What, what are you going to do? How are you going to watch all that? So make sure you make your plan. And you know, it's, it's just gonna be awesome being able to sit back and and watch all these games. College football has been kind of shit this year with the bowl games and everybody sitting out. I guess we can look forward to Clemson, Ohio state, and even Bama Notre Dame. That's going to be a blowout. Is it going to be worth watching? All all these soccer games are going to be just great. Just like Florida getting that ass smacked last night. I yeah, mean, they got that's smoked. right. Fuck you, Gators. Kyle Trash. <laughs> Tasha, Tasha boy in the bin. Three INTs right away. That dude is in the box, as Chicken Dinner would say, for sure. I can't talk so. too much crap because my team hasn't played. Georgia plays tomorrow, so we'll probably end up getting beat. But I'm sure they'll speaking, do fine. Speaking of my teams, I forgot. Arsenal are back. We're back. Oh, we're they're back. Get we're out back. of here. I've been trashing them too more. much. Watch us fucking up against West Brom this weekend. Yeah, yeah. They're in some form. <laughs> they're doing okay. But, you know, West Brom could be a little bit of a thorn in your side. So you got to be careful. Yeah, yeah. We left that one off the slate because I don't, I don't want to – I don't want to be anywhere near them right now. Hey man, what's the deal with Abba Mayang? Is he is he the key to them having been losing the entire season? As soon as he went out, you started no. scoring. It's kind of like Holland, you know, he goes out, you're finding goals elsewhere with Gio Reyna. Um no, you know. he just he's just not scoring right now. When he's not scoring, he's not really contributing anything else because they're playing him out on the wing and he's not gonna be a defender, you know, tracking okay. back against those fullbacks. So if he's not scoring, then he's kind of a passenger and we, we can't afford to have any passengers right now on that team. No, everybody on the bus and moving. Let's go. That's right. That's right. All right. Speaking of let's go, let's get out of here and go have some New Year's funny in. All right. We love everybody. Yeah, Y'all man. stay safe. 2020 can kiss our ass for the most part <laughs> and yeah, move yeah. on to the new year. Yeah. Happy New Year. You guys enjoy party responsibly we'll see y'all next year yeah be safe peace